0: This is your host, Amy Orsnow, and welcome to the Transmit Safety Podcast. A podcast that will help you achieve a holistic approach to workplace health and safety with practical solutions introducing new or alternative ways of approach to put that value of safety into action. So fill up that workplace-approved beverage of your choice and tune in to today's episode. Smart. This acronym has been around the safety world for a long time, but it's evolved and it's changed since first noted in 1981. If you're not familiar with SMART as an acronym, it is, well, a way for you to set a goal and decide on how you're going to measure that goal, measure what you're going to do with it, monitor it as you go about it. So what is SMART? SMART is simply specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time bound. Now SMART has been around for long enough that each term that you might Google in terms of SMART corrective actions or SMART acronym, you might see a little bit of variation of how obtainable and relevant or time bound is being used or being described. I see SMART most commonly used within the health and safety management system in inspections and investigations. As an auditor, I'm going in, I'm looking at documentation, I'm looking at the continuous improvement process. And yes, I see that SMART is there, but it is rarely used well. Imagine that you're conducting an investigation and you'd like to create a smart corrective action, and you're stuck in your mind, I will create this smart corrective action, ideally connected to a root cause or one of the causal factors. But what I see as an auditor is I need to create this smart corrective action and the easy, the go-to, specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, time-bound thing is communicate investigation results at the next scheduled toolbox talk for Project B, which in its sense is specific. It's measurable. You can see whether or not that meeting is completed. That meeting is obtainable. It's relevant because you need to communicate the results of the investigation or the details about what happened, what caused it to the workers. It's time-bound at the next scheduled toolbox talk, but it's just missing what the actual intention of having a SMART corrective action is. Now, I also use the SMART specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time-bound acronym when doing strategic planning. So not only from a reactive standpoint, but from a proactive standpoint. I'm going to talk a little bit about that at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. But now let's go in and break down what SMART actually mean in more detail? What does it mean to be specific? Being really intentional about what is the goal you want to achieve. It needs to be clear. It needs to be direct. If it's not clear, if it is not direct, it is going to be misinterpreted. It is going to be confusing. You are not going to get everybody aligned on the same course of action. Writing a specific, clear, and direct goal for you might not be the same specific, clear, and direct goal if you're writing for your target audience. So, when you are creating that specific, what do I want to do? Remember, it is not just for you. Ask yourself that, what, why, who, where, when, which. Okay, let me slow that down a little bit. Ask yourself, what. Specifically, needs to be accomplished here. Why is that action, that benchmark, that mechanism? Why is that goal important? Who needs to be involved specifically in order to get to that outcome? Specifically, in terms of location. So, specifically, as to where is this going to be living, hosed, held, grown? curated, cultivated, whatever terminology that you use within your organization. And finally, from that, which resources are going to be made available or which specific resources are limited that is going to be impacting that goal? So what, who, why, where, which? Very key sub questions to ask when you're thinking about specific in terms of your SMART goal remembering that those details behind the goal is just as important, if not even more important to the initial process. Because once you've figured out what that specific requirement is, now you're going to go into the measurable. Now, we all know the famous quote, what gets measured gets done. There's varieties of ways that people say that, and it is attributed to a few people. But what gets measured gets done. But here's the thing. I want to challenge you with an alternative quote. I want to challenge you with an alternative way to think about this, because just because you can measure something doesn't mean that you should measure it. And there's a quote from Simon Calkin that I really connected with recently, which is what gets measured gets managed, even when it's pointless to measure and manage it, and even if it harms the purpose of the organization to do so. Hello, counting FLHA cards? Anybody with me on that one? Okay, so just because you can measure something doesn't necessarily mean that you should. How does this connect? I think that there are far too many air quote safety stats out there that Are being measured that have really zero or even negative value to making the workplace safe. So, when you are thinking about how you're going to measure your specific goals, you want to reflect on how much, what is the benchmark, what is the frequency, how many, how much, and what is that mechanism of being completed. Creating the measurement of the goal is going to take time, it is going to take effort. Tracking that measurement is going to take time, take effort. And here's the thing, when you're creating this measurement, also ask yourself, do I have the required resources to to properly measure and monitor this SMART goal? The example that I always use is, why are you tracking the attendance of your safety meeting?" What does that attendance really indicate? Well, it just means that my ass was in the seat. I was physically present. But just because I was physically present in that meeting doesn't necessarily confirm that I've received the information in a way that it was supposed to be understood. So you haven't confirmed any knowledge, confirmed any type of information transfer. You've simply said Amy was sitting in that seat by that sign-in sheet. Is that the right measurement? What are you going to track? Here's the other thing about what you track and when you track things. We want to ask ourselves, are we potentially biased or do we have some perception errors in what we're collecting, how we're collecting it? What are our motives? Do we have anything to stand, to lose or to gain from wanting this information? Is this really the correct information to track that is going to benefit our actual goal. Again, far too often I see as an auditor this measurement of not being really connected to the overall goal. The other thing that I see quite frequently is that holy macaroni, sometimes the measurement and the monitoring takes way too much time and effort and resources than it needs to be. So what do you have that is at your point in time available to you that is not going to add additional time, effort, resources on your plate. We're health and safety practitioners, professionals. We're busy. This is above and beyond our day-to-day requirements sometimes. So we need to think about what is measurable in a way that is not going to add more safety work onto our plate. And I think that connects very much into the achievable aspect of SMART. Simply put, can this even be completed? Have we set an unrealistic expectation of the goal? Do we have inadequate resources? Do we not have the required amount of time? I love the acronym PIMI. Yeah, here comes another acronym, PME, which is People, Equipment, Materials, and Environment. What types of resources from that People, Equipment, Materials, and Environment do you need in order for that goal to be achievable. So some of those factors that are going to influence your achievement, ask yourself, how do I accomplish this? Or if you're working in a group or in a department, how do we accomplish this? What does that look like? How realistic is the goal based on financial constraints, client contract requirements, management factors? Thinking about these other factors will ask yourself, Am I setting myself up to fail or am I setting myself up for success in this creation of this goal? The other kind of note that I want to bring up here is I want to talk about achievable in terms of who you're assigning this action to. Is this person who you're assigning the action to, are they able to achieve it? Do they have the right power position? Legitimate power, knowledge power, referent power? Are they able to approve a PO? Are they able to sign contract requirements? Are they able to have influence over others and how others are behaving through trust and through really powerful leadership skills? Thinking about who do I need to assign this to in order for this goal to be achievable? will also be one of those questions that you should be asking as you're setting those goals. I love the question of, you know, we always want to go for that ivory tower. We always want to shoot for the unicorn offer. But is it achievable financially, as an example, for your company to purchase a $5 million new piece of equipment? In the real world, does that make financial sense in the current state of the organization? You might need to have different phases or pivot multiple times as you're going through trying to reach your goal in terms of, no, we can't have a new $5 million piece of equipment this year. We have to plan for it as a capital expenditure in 2020, insert number here. But in the meantime, these are the alternative approaches that you're willing to entertain. And when you're creating these SMART goals, it's absolutely not in isolation. You're bringing in those key stakeholders from all levels of the organization, senior management, management, frontline supervision, workers, health and safety committee members or representatives. You might even need to be bringing in suppliers and contractors, maybe even your clients in terms of understanding all of the specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time-bound requirements. You know, it's FIFA, so I just finished watching FIFA, and I don't watch really any other sport with a ball in hockey. So remember, when you're setting these kind of obtainable, achievable, relevant, realistic, smart goals, there's more than one way to get the ball in the net. There's more than one way to get the puck into the net. There's more than one way to get the ball into the hole. There's more than one way to get that thingamajiggy into the it. And we want to be realistic or relevant when we're creating that SMART goal. So I've seen different versions of what this R stands for. So relevant, realistic, risky. I've even seen the R in SMART being termed as risky. But here's the thing that you want to ask yourself if what you are trying to do is it really going to have an impact is this going to be an impact that you want or need that is directly related into that goal or do you have potentially an alternative motive for including that into your smart goal i see this not frequently but sometimes when we hit roadblocks as health and safety practitioners professionals We then use an incident investigation to get things done that have been previously denied or been previously been turned down. And all of a sudden we're using this incident investigation as a mechanism for an alternative motive. Be very cautious of that. Always be very specifically related to the root causes of that investigation and ask yourselves, how does this really connect into the goal? Is there time for it? Is this going to match our efforts? So is the goal, the end goal, going to be worth all of the time and the effort that we are going to be put into it? Is it relevant for who we're assigning it to? Is it realistic for the organization to achieve? Do we have the capacity in all of our people, equipment, materials, and environmental requirements to fulfill this role? I think that that also then takes us down to talk about time bound. The (laughs) ain't nobody got time for that. Do you know how busy I am? Now you want me to do extra things over and above this? Well, yes, time bound is the last requirement when creating that SMART goal. And we need to ask ourselves, when do we want to get this completed? There are certain factors that might influence that time bound, maybe severity, maybe likelihood. I'm not a huge fan of using the risk matrix to promote it, but sometimes we talk about the severity or the likelihood or the impact, the consequences of this not being completed or of this not being pushed forward. In order for something to get traction, sometimes you need to create a sense of urgency, You need to get this done by the end of the shift is a lot different from a mindset perspective as, oh, well, we'll get this done in the next six months. When you're creating that time bound requirement, again, kind of revel back into, is this realistic? Is this achievable? Can you write a full policy and get it reviewed and get stakeholder input by the end of the shift? Probably not. You can. Is it going to be good? Probably not. So we're thinking about all of these previous factors as we are considering that time-bound requirement. Also, what other fires are you putting out? What other things, what other job duties do you have on your plate right now? Do others have on their plate when you're setting this time-bound requirement? So important to understand that additional ripple factor of asking somebody for their time. If you haven't already listened to episode number nine, which was take back control of your to-do list, I highly suggest that you do that in order to gain some tips on how to navigate your to-do list, especially when somebody comes knocking at your door and saying, hey, I need you to do something ASAP. If you don't consider your time management, I'm going to throw in a quote from Green Day to say, well, if you don't consider time management, do you have the time? To listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once. (laughs) What I mean by it is that if you are not including some of these factors in terms of time, relevance, obtainable to the person that you're assigning that task, they are going to have a potential issue with either achieving that within the time bound requirement or taking it as a priority on their to do list. So having those conversations is so important because either way, we want to be very clear and intentional about what is the end goal. And if you can't achieve something within that time-bound zone, communicate it. Now, I've started to see smarter goals come into place. So smarter, adding in an ER, an E being exciting or effective, R being reachable, reviewable, relevant. There are variations of the smart -er goal tool that is out there. But like all tools, it really depends on how you use it. Head over to my blog post where I'm going to be sharing examples of SMART goals within the health and safety management system. My final note about setting goals is how does it connect to the larger part of the organizational strategy? If you're getting resistance from senior management, remember that businesses are in business to be in business. And creating your health and safety management goals connected to the larger corporate goals can be very impactful. When done as strategic planning, not just using SMART in a post-incident requirement. So be proactive and not reactive when developing smart, strategic goals. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from me, your host, Amy Arsenault, make sure to connect into my weekly newsletter on transmitsafety.com. Thanks again, and until next time, may your workplace-to-proof beverage of choice always be full. I'm waiting for you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please feel free to share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're currently listening to.